Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Pastor Rick Stevens, the co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Erica Donalds is going to be joining us as well. She's the CEO of Optima Education and Optima Foundation, uh, supporting school choice and charter schools here in the state of Florida. We'll also visit with Seton Modley, the founder and president of Less Government, and the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett, will join us as well. It is August the 17th, and on this day in 1998, President Bill Clinton became the first sitting president to testify before the Office of Independent Counsel as the subject of a grand jury investigation. The testimony came after a four-year investigation into Clinton and his wife Hillary's alleged involvement in several scandals, including accusations of sexual harassment, potentially illegal real estate deals, and suspected cronyism involved in the firing of the White House travel agency personnel. Boy, that's a tragic story in and of itself. The independent prosecutor, Kenneth Starr, then uncovered an affair between Clinton and the White House intern named Monica Lewinsky. When questioned about the affair, Clinton denied it, which led Starr to charge the president with perjury and obstruction of justice, which in turn prompted his testimony on August the 17th. That's where he said it depends on the definition of what is is. Remember that? After testifying, Clinton addressed the nation live via television and gave his side of the story. He admitted to an inappropriate relationship with Lewinsky and said he regretted misleading his wife and the American people when he denied the affair earlier. He insisted they had given legally accurate answers to his testimony that at no time had he had anyone to lie, hide, or destroy evidence or to take any unlawful action. In addressing the investigation to his past business dealings, Clinton insisted the investigation did not prove that he or his wife Hillary had engaged in any illegal activity. The damage, however, was already done. Revelations from the investigation sparked a battle in Congress over whether or not to impeach Clinton. While Democrats favored censure, Republicans called loudly for impeachment, claiming Clinton was unfit to lead the country. In December 1998, the House of Representatives voted to impeach the president, but after a five-week trial in the Senate, Clinton was acquitted. Public opinion polls at the time revealed that while many people disapproved of Clinton's extramarital affair, which he conducted in the White House Oval Office, <laughs> shameless, uh, most did not consider it an action worthy of impeachment or a resignation. Bill Clinton. It depends on what the defi- definition of is is. I'll never forget that quote. Well, the death toll from last week's fires in Maui have now reached 110 as search and rescue uh, crews continue to find remains from the mostly destroyed town of Lahaina. Nearly 30% of the affected area has been covered by roughly 185 crew personnel and 20 cadaver dogs. Only five of the bodies recovered so far have been identified. That's how bad it is. Roughly 1,300 people are still missing, while the specific cause of the Maui fires is still under investigation. Reports suggest one possible contributor might be a downed power line. 
Uh, footage captured by a bystander in the Maui neighborhood shows a trail of flames after a utility pole fell amid high winds from Hurricane Dora. Uh, three lawsuits have been filed against Hawaii Electric, claiming the comp- company should have held, res- held responsible for the wildfire and deaths. Hawaiian Electric, which serves 95% of Hawaii's residents, faces criticism for keeping the power on while high winds knock down trees and branches and impacting electric lines. The company has opened its own investigation. The Maui disaster is the deadliest U.S. fire since 1918. I think that's the time when they had the pandemic as well. The White House announced uh, Wednesday that President Joe Biden will head to Maui disaster zone next week. Uh, While he will be there to meet first responders and tour damage left by the catastrophic wildfires that rampaged across the Hawaiian island. His request is, is, he said, I hope I don't get in the way. Well, I hope he makes some good decisions to support those people. Besides, I think he committed $700 for for hotels per uh, family or person. Anyhow, uh, hopefully he'll uh, get better advice on what to do. Stocks tumbled after uh, notes released yesterday from Fed's last meeting showing that Jay Powell and company are still very worried about inflation and could consider more rate rate hikes. Stocks uh, closed lower, about 1%, for the second consecutive session. The official tourism uh, marketing corporation for Florida announced the state is leading the nation with the strongest international visitation numbers it's seen since 2019. According to new estimates from Visit Florida, international visitors have substantially increased travel to Florida in 2023. Visit Florida has been laser-focused on building our key international markets and ensuring the return of international visitors to Florida, and that work has now paid off, Visit Florida President CEO Dana Young said. Overseas visitors in Florida increased by 21.8% in the first two quarters of 23, compared to the same period in 22. Within that time frame, Canadian visitors in Florida increased by 81.1%. And while other states have finally opened their doors to domestic visitors and created more competition, Florida is again leading in international visitors, Young said. Florida has the largest share of international visitors ahead of New York and California, and we lead the nation in overseas arrival recovery compared to 2019. According to Visit Florida, the state has had a total of 33.1 million visitors between April and June of 2023. 1.9 million of those visitors came from overseas, and 846,000 were Canadian visitors. The good news for Florida tourism. Florida residents can purchase uh, qualifying disaster preparedness supplies uh, tax-free during the upcoming two-week-long 2023 Disaster Preparedness Sales Tax Holiday. The exemption period will be from August the 26th and extend through September the 8th. As of August 11th, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration increased their prediction for the ongoing 2023 hurricane season to above normal level of from a near normal level. Uh, although those predictions are almost never accurate, irrespective, hurricane season officially runs from June the 1st through November the 30th, although there's been some outliers for sure. We've actually had hurricanes in February. When most tropical cyclones tend to form in the Atlantic, there are currently no tropical cyclones in the Atlantic at this time, fortunately. Harvard Law Professor Emeritus Alan Dershowitz suggested the country 
was getting much closer to a banana republic status following former President Donald Trump's indictment at Fulton County. Uh, that would be Georgia. Dershowitz said the country has moved from two bananas to three, maybe four, after Georgia's indictment. The idea is we're all part of the United States. We all have one rule for Democrats, one rule for Republicans, one rule for Martha's Vineyard, one rule for Nantucket, one rule for Georgia, he said. We're supposed to go to court, Dershowitz added, when you're supposed to go to Congress. You can't make these things crimes. You can't expand the RICO statute to now include political objections. You know, on my podcast, I get bananas every day. I was up to two bananas in the Banana Republic, now up to three, maybe four, after this indictment. In other words, uh, what this is happening in this Fannie Willis and uh, what she's doing, it's not based on the rule of law. She's uh, all making it up, and I think it'll all fail, quite frankly. And, of course, Trump's polling numbers are up. The Biden administration pushed through plans to distribute hundreds of millions of dollars in taxpayer aid to the Palestinians, despite internal assessment that those plans could boost the Iran-backed terrorist group Hamas, according to internal documents obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. State Department officials in 2021 outlined the concerns in private communications, asking the Treasury Department to exempt them from laws that bars the U.S. government from injecting taxpayer aid into territories controlled by Palestinian terror groups. The Biden administration needed this authorization in order to move forward with its plans to unfreeze more than $360 billion in U.S. funds for the Palestinian Authority that were cut off during the Trump administration. Well, I hope this uh, Biden knows what he's doing. This is bad news, I think, for the Israelis. It's bad news for uh, terror uh, in uh, Israel. <clears throat> well, uh, Joe Biden and the campaign ducked out of a recent MSNBC appearance to avoid questions about the president's embattled son, Hunter, in a response to a breaking news that the special counsel had been appointed in the investigation into Hunter Biden. The campaign didn't want any questions about it, according to the New York Times. The Biden campaign canceled a scheduled Friday afternoon appearance on MSNBC for its campaign manager, Julie Chavez Rodriguez, after the special counsel announcement and avoid, to avoid paying, facing a litany of questions about the president's son, according to uh, people familiar with the scheduling. So uh, Joe Biden's hiding. He's not in the basement, but he's avoiding... Uh, visiting and live interviews at MSNBC. That's a friendly station, too, uh, to the Democrats. Well, conservative leaders are now calling uh, on House Republicans to open an impeachment inquiry against the corrupt occupant of the White House, President Joe Biden, according to a conservative action project memo. The memo lists 13 points at which as to why the group is urging congressional Republicans to launch an impeachment investigation, citing his role in his son Hunter's foreign business and his campaign effort to have uh, reporting on it censored in the, the lead-up to the 2020 election at the top, among a litany of other reasons. The memo said Joe Biden is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors, warning an opening of an impeachment inquiry, which must ultimately result in impeachment by the House and removal by the United States Senate of Joe Biden as president of the United States. Well, frankly, I think this will all be resolved at the ballot box. I don't think the Senate has the temperament to impeach or to convict Biden. Maybe maybe the House will impeach him, but I don't think the Senate has a temperament or appetite to convict Joe Biden. 
<clears throat> we'll see how this all works out. But certainly he is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. <clears throat> A new focus group of minority male voters provided pessimistic reviews of President Joe Biden's leadership of the country. People had such high hopes for him because he said he's going to set the bar here and everything he's done has fallen short, said a participant in the focus group from Los Angeles. Uh, by contrast, he spoke favorably of former President Donald Trump, who is currently leading the Republican ca uh, candidate challenge uh, to Biden, the presumptive Democrat nominee in the 2024 uh, presidential election. And finally, in this segment, uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials have seized enough lethal drugs this fiscal year through June to kill more than 6.4 billion people. That amounts to lethal doses that they've seized uh, of fentanyl, methamphetamine, and cocaine are enough to kill the population 19 times. Isn't that incredible? It's just unacceptable. And, of course, this is because of the open borders that we have because of uh, presence, this administration, and Joe Biden. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Pastor Rick Stevens, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabees Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabees Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabees Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. 
or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Just want to remind you that Lulu Bee's Diner, of course, serves great breakfasts and lunches right there in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Well, they're also serving dinner Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. The menu is great. The food is delicious, and it offers great value. So, again, Lulu Bee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Coming up, we're going to visit with Erica Donalds, President and CEO of Optima Education. Right now, we have with us Pastor Rick Stevens. He is the co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Pastor Rick, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure, Bob. Thank you. My pleasure indeed. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, the Florida Citizens Alliance is pretty simple. We try to be the voice of the people, the parents, the grandparents, all the people that care about kids, and and bring solutions to education in Florida. We try to speak up when other people may not have the opportunity. We try to find solutions when maybe people haven't found those. And we talk to legislators. We talk to school board members. We do everything we can to try to solve the problems to make it possible for our kids to have the very best education possible, including education alternatives. If parents find that their public school situation isn't working, there are very accessible, affordable, doable alternatives, and we'd love to help parents with that as well. So thank you for that, Pastor Rick. And I must say, I'm one of the founding members of the Florida Citizens Alliance of over a decade ago. And uh, what great work you've done and uh, gained great traction in Tallahassee with the Department of Education, with the governor's office, with the legislature, just done fantastic work. And it's really improved the quality of education here in Florida. So I hope you'll visit uh, goflca.com is the website, goflca.com. So Pastor Rick, the school has started, unbelievably, another year uh, here in Florida. Uh, any thoughts or admonitions to our, our listeners about uh, what to look for? Well, yeah, we think there are some things that parents ought to be aware of. It's, it is an exciting time, as you, as you say. I mean, kids get new clothes and new shoes and new backpacks and new pencils and pens and notebooks and all that and all that's fun and that's good and and uh, everybody looks forward to the start of school but we want to make sure we remind parents to be alert to some of the things that happen in the beginning days of school and one of those is all the forms that come their way that they need to sign for one reason or another and and i don't know all the details of those forms and and really the details aren't the important thing as much as it's the parents need to pay attention to the details yeah because in florida we expect and and want parents to be in charge of their child's education so parents need to make sure they read them carefully there may not be any mischief going on but here's the thing it's up to the parents what their children are exposed to and it may be simple things but the parents may have some concerns and they should pay attention and not just assume that they should sign the form. Right. The other thing is this. If a parent finds out later that they've changed their mind about one thing or another, they shouldn't hesitate to go to the school, contact the school and say, listen, I've changed my mind and I want to change what I said on this form. That's important. The other thing is important is this. Kids go to school and parents are always eager to hear what happened. And so they'll ask things like, how was your day? Did you have a good day? And the kids will usually answer that question. But we suggest that parents take that a little deeper 
and ask their students, well, what did you do today? Mm -hmm. Because students don't always know what they should do and shouldn't do, what they should expect and shouldn't expect. And when parents ask the children what they actually did, then they'll get an idea of what's actually happening in their child's classroom. And it may just be reading, writing, and arithmetic, but every now and then something comes up that, that causes parents concerns. And here again, this is where parents need to be encouraged and empowered, supported, to be involved in that education and be involved in what's happening. And if, if your child mentions something to you that, that just kind of doesn't seem right to you, trust your intuition and check on it. Your child may not know that they need you to intervene more than you realize because the kids are kids. They don't know all these things. Yeah. And we just want the parents to take courage and, and to make sure they stay connected with what's going on in their child's classroom. That's really good for everybody for the children and for the teachers as well. Absolutely. Take courage. Absolutely. And, and of course, uh, I think our state legislature, and with the help of the Florida Citizens Alliance, have passed laws about the Parents' Bill of Rights, about the the things that can and cannot appear in uh, public schools. That said, there's still some mischief going on. And I understand that you got a letter from Father Orsi about that. Well, yeah, Father Orsi's been a great friend for Florida Citizens Alliance and for families in, in Florida, for sure. And he sent over a report from the Daily Caller uh, about another report that an organization called Defense of Freedom Institute had. And they discovered that the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers have actually been encouraging and training teachers to inject gender ideology politics into classrooms. Mm. Now, this is patently against the law in Florida. They can't be doing this. But we just... We find that outrageous that a teacher's union is getting into that kind of stuff. What happened to learning the best techniques for teaching reading? We know we have a crisis of third-grade reading skills. Why are we getting into all these things that are not part of educating our children and equipping them for what they need to know in the future? It's it's simply outrageous. And parents need to be aware that that this may not be happening in your child's classroom or in some of the Florida school districts. But if it's happening at the union level at their conferences, you can't be sure that it's not happening in your child's school. So well said, uh, Pastor Rick. And uh, quite frankly, some some people are just intent on uh, preparing these young people to become good Marxists, and we, we would rather have them be good good citizens in a free country of, of the United States of America. So before I let you go, I understand you've got a liberty challenge that uh, is very important to the Florida Citizens Alliance. It really is. We, um, we have been growing and expanding our reach, and it's been very gratifying to be able to have increased effectiveness. We've had people meeting this week with key members of the Florida legislature, including a long meeting with the Speaker of the House. And so we're getting geared up for all that. But all those things that we do take money to accomplish that. We've hired some great members of our team. We couldn't be more thrilled with the contribution they've been making and how much that's strengthening our ability to help our students. And this is a time we need support from, from everybody that, that cares about their kids and wants to help make a better future for them. And so the Liberty Challenge is our annual fundraising effort. It starts usually about mid-July and goes into mid-October. And we could sure use everybody's help. I like to say to people, you know, if you want a dollar of effectiveness, it takes a dollar to get that done. Right. And we squeeze them as much as we can. 
but there's no question that we could use the support of everybody out there. And the more, the more we get that support, the more effective we're going to be because it just multiplies itself. And we put our money to good use. I don't get paid. Keith doesn't get paid. We don't pay our board. We, we pay the people that help us get the work done and, uh, and squeeze every, every value out of that. So if people can help us, we would sure appreciate it. Absolutely. Go FLCA.com as a website. Go to FLCA.com. Make a contribution. It's just doing terrific work in improving public education. I'll just remind our listeners that uh, uh, Florida is listed as the number one school system in the, in the United States of America, and it's because of, in large part because of the work of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, really, Pastor Rick, really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, uh, as I said, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Bob. Thank you. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, I'm going to visit with uh, Erica Donalds. She is the president and CEO, founder of uh, the Optima Foundation and Optima Education. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Golf Shore Playhouse is passionately committed to enriching our cultural landscape by producing professional theater to the highest artistic standards and providing unique educational opportunities to folks in a spirit of service, adventure, and excitement. Gulfshore Playhouse has expanded immensely, outgrowing its current facilities with dreams of expanding even further in order to better serve the community, broaden the economic impact, and strengthen the cultural fabric of our region. Gulfshore Playhouse is building a 44,000-square-foot state-of-the-art theater and education center on three acres at the corner of 1st Avenue South and Goodlett Frank Road. To find out more about Gulfshore Playhouse, the state-of-the-art performing arts center, and about this season's exciting productions, Visit GulfShorePlayhouse.org. That's GulfShorePlayhouse.org. We'll see you at the show. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with the uh, president of Less Government, Seton Motley. Right now we have with us Erica Donalds. Erica is the founder and CEO of two terrific organizations. One is Optima Education and also the Optima Foundation. Erica, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thanks for having me, Bob. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Erica. I must say it's been a pleasure to see uh, you and... uh, your husband, uh, Byron, 
uh, I think we, I saw you at, in Iowa uh, with President Donald Trump. Maybe you could tell us about it. Wow, what an experience, Bob. Last Saturday, we got to ride on Trump Force One with the president and some of the Florida congressional delegation uh, from New York, where he's staying in Bedminster, all the way to the Iowa State Fair. Wow. We got out of the plane, went around the State Fair, and the crowds for Trump were unbelievable. The energy, the support that he has there, seeing it for yourself in person was it's just amazing. I can't even describe it. Yeah. And then getting to spend time with him on the plane, just listening to him and his commitment to continuing uh, through this campaign, despite all the attacks that have come after him. You know, he's so committed to doing this on behalf of the American people. It was just an amazing experience. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And uh, I'm so glad that you were included in the trip along with Byron. Now, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking that, uh, of course, his popularity has risen since the Georgia indictment. I, I don't think he's going to be deterred one bit about this lawfare. No, I think he's even more determined because there are so many American people who have lost faith in our government, in the justice system. And he sees this as he's fighting for those people to bring trust and accountability back to our government. And people are more supportive of him than ever because of that. And I'm just watching it with my own eyes, and I, it's it's a historical thing to have a front seat to. So I feel very blessed. Oh, indeed, uh, Erica. So let's talk about uh, Optima Education and Optima Foundation. Tell us about the work that you're doing. Well, we're getting ready to open our new Naples headquarters on August 31st. Uh, we have a new office there for Optima Ed, and of course, Optima Foundation that we support. And from there is where we're going to continue to launch schools and classical education opportunities around the country and actually now around the world, Bob. Really? So not only are we opening classical schools and providing that opportunity to families in person, but our classical virtual school, Optima Academy Online, is now serving nearly 500 students. We're in four different states, Florida, Arizona, New Hampshire, and Idaho, and continuing to expand to states that are offering education savings accounts where students can purchase our uh, materials and our curriculum and use them at home with those public dollars. So I, I'm sure our listeners are not familiar with the concept of this kind of virtual school. Maybe how, how can, can you describe to us how it di is differentiated from homeschooling? Yeah, well, a lot of homeschoolers actually use this curriculum. It's called Optima Academy Online. They can find out more information at optimaacademy.online. That's the website. And this includes either live learning with a teacher on a daily basis, and we use virtual reality to deliver that live learning, or they can do it on their own time. So they have the materials, they have videos they can watch, and they can work through those materials. We try to make it as close to in-person as possible. We love in-person learning, but not everyone around the country or the world has access to an in-person classical education. So this is really the next best thing. It is knowledge-rich. It is virtue-based. And our children deserve this type of education, no matter where they are located. And they can do this virtual education from home. They could do it in a micro school or in a pod or in some sort of a hybrid situation. Perfect, indeed. And uh, Eric, also, uh, some of the foundation of your work is starting uh, uh, alternative education like uh, that. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I hate it when well, I... Well, the Optima Foundation, of which you serve on the board, we're so grateful for your service, Bob. 
helps to start up these schools because our public education opportunities, you know, are not funded by the government because they don't want that competition, right? So you have to come up with private funding in order to get these schools started. We've been working on our Fort Myers schools for a couple years now, a little bit delayed from the hurricane, but we do have Optima Classical Academy at Gladiolus opening in 2024. That's a cost of over a million dollars over a two-year period to get those schools up and running. And the foundation helps to raise those funds from people in the community who are like-minded to help get those schools open. And when they're open, they'll be able to serve up to 1,200 students at a time, K through uh, 8 or K through 12, eventually, at those schools in person in Lee County where they don't otherwise have tuition-free classical schools. And the results are just amazing. The proof of the pudding, of course, is in the tasting. And uh, now, uh, as a result of uh, your work, uh, Naples Classical Academy is is in existence. Do you have any results yet, or have we seen any of the results with regard to reading and so forth? We do, Bob. Naples Classical Academy, in its second year, did an outstanding job on the state exams, especially in math. If you see them really skyrocket after getting an established foundation in Singapore math in their first year. In their second year, they beat not only the district and not only the state, but many other classical schools around the state just in their second year of operation. And I expect that that continues to grow as the school matures. So proud of the work that our team has done there at Naples Classical Academy. If any families there in Southwest Florida are interested, they can still apply Uh, either to get on the wait list, make sure you get information as spots open up, or there may even be some spots available in some grades here in the coming fall. Absolutely. And uh, Erica, for our listeners' benefit, can you differentiate classical education versus what we might find in public schools? Of course. A classical education is a knowledge-rich and virtue-based education. And when I say knowledge-rich, I mean that these students are getting so much content knowledge starting from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. We believe that they shouldn't read anything that is not going to contribute to their cultural literacy. And not only cultural literacy, but the virtues that we want to teach them from day one. Uh, They learn Latin, they read original source documents like the Constitution, and they certainly read classic literature and novels, which has come completely out of many public schools. I know that Collier County, thankfully, is now instituting novels again and classic literature in their classrooms thanks to some of the turnover on the school board there. So commend them for doing that and following the classical way. But our students are memorizing poetry. They're learning all of the historical facts. They will not have to Google these things. They will know them. And that's what I've experienced with my children and so many are experiencing and loving about what a classical education brings. Absolutely. And again, uh, uh, this is not inexpensive. Again, go back to uh, the Optima Foundation. And again, I do proudly serve on the board and so grateful to have the opportunity to to, uh, provide support for your efforts. And, uh, you know, when you start a classical academy or you start a a charter school, that was the word I was looking for, (laughs) Eric. When you start a charter school, uh, it, it costs money. It costs a lot of money. Yep. And we've been able to start five such schools. Really proud of the work that we've been doing in launching those schools. We've got two more in the pipeline. Anyone can go to optima.foundation. That's optima.foundation. That is the website. And they can donate to our efforts to continue to expand classical education, both in person and virtually around the country. So optima.foundation is the uh, website of uh, the organization that supports these efforts and also optima 
Education. Let me see. I have to pull that one. OptimaEd.com. OptimaEd.com is the website of the uh, organization that's providing support for education uh, around uh, the world at this point. So, Erica, just really, before I let you go, uh, any other future trips uh, for political endeavors? Well, we're going to continue to campaign alongside the president. I know Byron is going to be with him today, actually, in Tennessee. Um, And soon, you know, of course, we'll be watching closely the debate next week and all of the activities surrounding that. Um, But as you know, we're very supportive of the president. He did an incredible job uh, in the four years that he had, and we're hoping to give him four more years. Absolutely, Erica. Just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Always appreciate you too, Bob. Thank you so much, Erica. All right, coming up, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, That and More, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And I hope you'll check out the website and get tickets. The website is golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Motley. He's the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. I should point out to our listeners that, and I, I can picture this, you're in Belize, and I've been there, what, I think about six months? Uh, December, so eight, 
eight months and life yeah. is life is good oh it's great it's it's uh, you know <clears throat> every day you feel like you're falling behind financially in the u.s I, I i don't do terribly don't get me wrong but it's just everything everything up there costs so much money and then you come down here and you're living the exact same life and Hey, you have money in your account. This is very, very unusual. <laughs> so tell us about less government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influences of government. And here's that's why. Here's, that's one of the reasons why. So you can actually keep more of the money you earn. How crazy is that? Oh, I know. Well, we've got so much excess waste in the, in the federal government. It's just deplorable. And unfortunate. And uh, you wrote a piece, well, I shouldn't say wrote a piece, it's really a, a picture, a meme of mental acuity test, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. And of course, this is all about uh, that we should have some sort of mental acuity test for candidates for presidency, which is, as I think, well, I'd love it's to get also, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, it's also why I'm opposed to term limits, because, because the, the term limit, the mental acuity test is the election. The founding fathers didn't put a mental acuity test into the Constitution right. because they they were designing a government for a people that wouldn't vote for mental deficiency. So you, you, you're creating a situation now where you're just admitting, we're too stupid to elect good people. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and, and therefore we need external con, you know, guardrails on who we elect as, as our representatives. And it's just, it's just a, it's one of the expressions I've used a lot since I moved down here to describe a whole host of things, you know, contrasting Belize and the United States is in the U.S., the fish don't know they're wet. Yeah. Because they're swimming in it. Yeah. And to have people put forward, we need term limits and then put up a picture of Dianne Feinstein or we need mental acuity <coughs> tests and put up a picture of Biden or Fetterman from Pennsylvania, or Feinstein again, or McConnell. Um, no, we, we don't. We need a, a populist, voting populist, who's not going to elect these morons. Well, voting populist that's engaged and uh, uh, paying attention to what's going on. Right. And, you know, look, I understand the situation. You've got half the country, give or take. You know, it obviously goes up or down in various states. Who are going to vote for a Democrat no matter what? Right. I, I, I made this point a while ago. I said, you know, as the, as the Republicans in the House, God bless them, are finding more and more and more evidence of just how corrupt Joe Biden is. I said, if these anyone who voted Democrat in 2020 and 2022 won't care, this is not going to change their vote. Because they they don't like the country, uh, you know you you're, you're accusing Biden of treason, which is what it is. The, the the entire Democrat voting base doesn't like the country anyway. Yeah. So a charge of treason doesn't you know charging Trump uh, Biden with treason doesn't matter because they don't like the country. Yeah. So and and they don't care about his incompetence. You know the the expression I came up with is better dead than red state. Yeah. because they just no matter what they're not voting for, for a republican and given our two-party system that means they're voting democrat and you know 
a lot of these people are upset with the Democrats because they're not even more radical than they currently are. So it's, it, it, it is that populace that doesn't care about how old the person is. They elected Fetterman over Dr. Mehmet Oz. I know. <laughs> who was a, a perfectly good candidate, a good candidate, a good guy, would have been a very good senator. And now I would also posit that Pennsylvania in 2022 was rigged the way Pennsylvania in 2020 was. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, because, again, you know, I just saw the idiot guy, what's his name, Guy Benson on Fox News yesterday on the special report panel say, if we're relitigate, if we're still litigating 2020, I said, well, we haven't litigated it. They stole it. Right. And because we haven't litigated it, they stole it the same way again in 2022. And if you don't litigate it, they're going to steal it that way again in 2024. Right. You Titanic idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you, you know the same people that say we don't, we shouldn't litigate, be litigating twenty twenty. Are the same, you know? So okay, if somebody murders somebody, let's not litigate it. That's looking in the past. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just so stupid. It is, and 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 you know, human nature is such that you know adults are like children. If they get away with a three out of ten. They're not going to do a 3 out of 10 again. They're going to do a 5 out of 10. Right. And if they get away with that, they're going to do a 7 out of 10. And we've let them get away with all these things. <clears throat> and now it is so brazen and so blatant what they're doing. I mean, the Georgia indictment, they're trying to get a court date the day before Super Tuesday. I know. Can you be any more obvious Yeah. in your corruption than that? And the reason they feel so comfortable being so brazen and so obvious is because no one stopped them up till now. Right. No one's litigated them up till now. And, of course, there's memes going around the, on the Internet. Uh, you know, they're going to be so obvious. They're, 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 they're so obvious now. Yes, of course they're obvious now. Because they were, when they did it subtly, they got away with it. And they, got, they were a little less subtle. And they got away with it. Right. And they were a little less. And so now it's just like, what, what the hell? It obviously doesn't matter. Like I said, half the country's going to vote for them, no matter what they do. Well, it's probably, it's not half, and the, the good news is that we're free. No, it's half, Bob. It's half. It's half, and then you it's half plus the the, the margin of fraud. Right. And they win the election. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing I'm pleased about is because every time that uh, Trump's getting gets indicted, his popularity increases. And uh, it seems to me that we're seeing uh, subtle signs of uh, being rejecting the whole notions about of woke. Uh, for example, uh, target sales are down. I always I, look. I, I, speaking of 2020, I always harken back to 2020. Ron DeSantis, to his everlasting credit, fixed the voting rules in 2022. Right. You know, for 2022. Right. And and he won almost every county. I think he won every. Did he win every county? I'm not sure. But. But but it was it was an unbelievable red. Remember we kept hearing about a red wave. Well, Florida was a red wave, and the reason it was a red wave is because he cleaned up the voting laws, and the the vote reflected the electorate's mood. Right. The rest of the country would have looked like that if the rest of the country had the laws Florida does with regard to voting. So true. Un unfortunately, the Republicans remain the stupid party, and there were more unattended ballot collection boxes, and there was more mail-in voting in 2022 than there was in 2020. Yeah. 
Because we didn't do anything about it. We didn't stop it. All the creation of all that was illegal because, remember, it was it was judges and, and secretaries of state changing the rules to create all these things, which is unconstitutional. The state legislatures have to vote on it. And the Republicans did nothing about it. And so they just, hey, if we got away with it in 2020, let's add more in 2022. And that's exactly and so right. That's how Fetterman won. That, and, and that's how, you know, so when I say I'm concerned, I don't care what the mood of the election the electorate is, the voting laws are such that it won't reflect the mood of the electorate. Yeah, you're, my point. you're so right. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government, I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always a please appreciate your commentary. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples, that and more, right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round, Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, helping to prepare elected officials to have winning strategies in the legislature. And you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We have with us the former mayor of Bill of the Naples, maybe the best mayor ever, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. <laughs> As usual. Thank you for your kind words. I don't know about that, but I'll take them. Well, <laughs> yeah, listen, we miss you, Bill. Just yeah. like, but so, uh, so uh, I, I think the uh, city council got back together this week, didn't they? Oh, did they ever? 
<laughs> I, I, I laughed because, you know, uh, the, the mayor was in, was in rare form. She came back after, after her vacation and she was all fired up, but you could tell that she was going to, she was getting in the campaign mode. Mm. And, um, she on, um, on Monday during a workshop, she said, things are going to change around here. Um, we're going to, uh, get together and work as a team, um, and, uh, a whole bunch of baloney, you know, and it was like, <laughs> well, okay, you know, you're, you're going to be running for, for mayor again, obviously you haven't said it, but it's, it's written all over the place. So they had a normal long day, um, and a few disputes, et cetera. But yesterday when they had their regular council meeting, she started off, you know, the same way. And she said, one of the things she said was, yeah, I will have you out of here by five o'clock today. And this is going to be the new, this is going to be the new regime, the new way we do things. We're going to get our business done. Um, and, uh, so 20 minutes after seven, Bob, they were still going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it got to be a little bit heated yesterday and a couple of items. They talked about the pier and they were at the 30%, um, uh, 30 percentile level of the rebuild of the pier. And um, some of the council members w weren't happy because they said that if you were driving down Gulf Shore Boulevard, it would, it would, the view would be bad. Uh, the way the pier is designed, um, it would look like a, um, I'm trying to think of the word that, that, that he used yesterday, but it would be, it would be a, not a nice view of the pier the way it is, you know, when it was outstanding. And so the engineers at Sutter said, "Well, we'll look into that. We'll look into that and uh, and and see." Um, and then um, and then she uh, she um, actually is a kind of funny story. Uh, quickly, that um, uh, there were a, a whole line of speakers to speak on, on uh, attorneys, a lot of attorneys to speak on uh, the the uh, the bill that HB. HB 250, or or uh, that, that's what it is, the Senate bill that that's uh, caused so much uh, so much strife and aggravation, and uh, about the, after the hurricane, the damage that was done, and who's covered and who's not, and uh, 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 what the um, what the Senate, uh, what the House is going to do with it, and um, what House is, how is it affecting the city and its residents, and so. Um, there's a lot of people feel that we're getting bad legal advice from our legal firm. And so Gary Price was down there yesterday and um, he was, it was his turn to speak. But right before he speaks, Heitman gives, Mayor Heitman gives this five minute speech of her own. Okay. About once again, about how things are going to change, how she's going to do this, how she's going to do that. And uh, the city is fixed. The uh, hurricane stuff is over um, and just ran through a whole bunch of stuff. So Gary gets up and he starts speaking. He says, look, I came down here to talk about HB 250 and you're getting bad legal advice. He literally said that. Um, and he said, you know, there are things we should do, but not what you're being advised. And then he said, uh, and, and, and Ms. Heitman, I have to tell you that your your words, even though I wasn't going to speak because I didn't know you were going to say anything about this, we're not fixed at all. There are many of us that still have major problems with the damage from the hurricane, and it's going to be years before they're fixed. Uh, 
He says, I don't know where you're you're getting your information, but it'll be re- interesting, Bob, for the the uh, your listeners to go to yesterday's council meeting at NaplesGov.com, and uh, they're all listed in in alphabet in in order, and go to public comment at the beginning in yeah. the morning and listen to that. Um, but anyway, it's it's the same old it's the same old stuff. They were debating and 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 argue, uh, and arguing about um, different items and couldn't come together. And uh, she was getting uh, very uh, uh, antsy toward the end. Um, just wanted to get out of there. So, welcome to the uh, final season. After three and a half years, all of a sudden she decides she's going to um, turn the corner and make things. Uh, uh, meeting smooth and uh, and get things done, um, but it's more the and, same. Yeah, and civil, civil yeah. was the word, Bob. Civil, was, was, everything was going to be civil. So that's 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 it in a nutshell. Um, it was just um, just amazing. Yeah, so things I, are going to get better, but uh, maybe not today. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tune in next week. Yeah. And maybe we'll see something different. But uh, uh, there were a lot of attorneys that spoke yesterday. Some from Tallahassee. Uh, they they definitely were advising the city to leave things alone right now and uh, kind of but I, I guess the message was kind of butt out um, and let let nature take its course. Um, the they're they're working on it, but um, uh, our our expert legal team uh, tongue in cheek is uh, is uh, spewing out opinions and um, uh, hopefully council will will take the higher road on this, but we'll see. That's something to watch. Well, I, I must say, your comment about Gary Price and his comments, uh, just to me, it just demonstrates how level-headed he is and how what great judgment he demonstrates and exercises. Has he declared uh, as a candidate for mayor? No, uh, but he, he said that he will um, declare sometime around um, uh, in the end, toward the end of September. Uh-huh. Uh, is my understanding, and we don't know about um, the others. Uh, he has told me, or I have heard, let's put it that way, that Bill Kramer, the former coach of Naples High School, everybody knows Bill, he's a wonderful guy, has uh, has said that he is going to run for council, which would be really nice. Great. And uh, they need a few more uh, council candidates. But we'll talk more about that as we get into the uh, season. Absolutely. Bill Barnett, again, former mayor of Naples, the greatest mayor that ever lived, actually. <laughs> oh, just... man. Now, now you're really stretching that limit. No, I just to really appreciate your, I appreciate your commentary here on the, on the show, Bill. Thank you so much for joining okay. us. Thank you, and, and have a good day. You as Bye. well. Thank you so much, Bill. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. Learned some things. Uh, I've got some great guests for you tomorrow, including William Yeaman, a senior legal fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. Uh, Dr. Marlene Wust-Smith will be joining us. We've got some great message with regard to controlling um, health care costs. And Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston Space Architecture. Uh, always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. And really appreciate your listening to the show. Thank you so much for doing that. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. 
For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobmartin.com. <laughs>